Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In the name of COVID, before you score a goal, stop. This match is suspended before Messi can score a goal. Think it over. Nothing personal. Word of the day, it's Labor Day. We're laboring on Labor Day, September 6, 2021. Why not? Thank you for 45 minutes of your time. Don't stop now. Did you see what happened in Brazil? So we've got a COVID issue in the world. It's not just here. COVID is continuing to spread, kill people, et cetera. And every country has the right to treat COVID differently. Here in the U.S., we can treat COVID differently by state. There's some federal mandates, but generally states rule the day. If you're in Brazil, you're in a complete panic because South America is being ravaged and you want to make sure that you are equally applying all the rules, all the laws, all the, all the regulations to everybody. Why would you make exceptions for athletes? Well, exceptions are made for athletes every day in all sorts of ways, but in football, they decided to make an example, not an exception, an example of athletes and I've got my questions. Here's what happened. There's going to be a World Cup in 2022 in Qatar. And right now they're qualifying. There's qualifying matches going on. How it works is confusing if you haven't read about it or know about it. And even if you have. But Argentina with Messi had to play Brazil with Neymar in Brazil. It's not a league match. It's a country match. It's not a team it's everyone flying because they do this in football overseas you play for your country your country qualifies for the world cup and you want it it's a big deal so the game is starting Messi is dribbling or just eating normally and all of a sudden onto the field come people who don't look like they're in good shape they clearly are not dressed in the uniforms that you'd expect a Brazilian player to be dressed in. I got the feeling there was a possibility that they had changed the rules that Brazil was going to have five or six extra people against Argentina as a way to guarantee victory. Wasn't sure what was happening. And all of a sudden we learn, stop. A game, a match was going on and onto the pitch walked health officials and the federal police to say you and you and you and you four of yous, the four youths. You lied and we got you. You weren't supposed to be in the UK or in the blank and the blank and the blank before you come to Brazil. 
because then you've got to quarantine for 14 days. You said you weren't in the blank, but you were in the blank. You didn't quarantine. Therefore, you can't play. And now that the game has started and you have touched the ball, come within six feet of this player and that player and that player and this player, we're stopping the whole match. Everyone retreat to your locker room. We're suspending it. And you, Mr. Argentinian man, may get deported. Holy shnikes. Can you imagine if during the sixth game of the World Series, out comes the police in Los Angeles? They step onto the field and they look at Justin Turner and they say, you, you come with me. By the way, you're on the mound, Ferris. You come with me. Hey, you're in the middle of the lineup, Cody. Excuse me. You come with me or Mookie or anybody. And by the way, we're stopping the World Series. Hold on. Let me talk to Fox. Hey, this game is no longer on the air. It's not an earthquake from 1989 that stops the game in the middle of the game or before the game starts. This is actually me telling you that you can't play because you lied on your intake sheet. It's not like you didn't declare the T-shirts you bought on the beach of Jamaica when coming back to the States. You have to buy more than T-shirts. You have to like buy shell necklaces and a couple thousand dollars, if, or if not more, to actually declare. You didn't declare. You have a fake Vax card. You were supposed to have a negative test. You somehow got a barcode that we approved you to get on the plane to come to the U.S. when you were in Jamaica, as an example. And we are sending you back on your vacation. It's just not going to none of those things are going to happen here. Having nothing to do with politics. The reality is the way we are dealing with COVID, both on the right and left side of the aisle. There's never going to be a situation where a sporting event that has started is going to be full stopped. As a matter of fact, funnily enough, if this happened and this game were being played in Florida, I think Ron DeSantis would come to the pitch, he'd come to the field, and he'd start handing out money as a thank you for lying on your COVID intake sheet. You, you're vaccinated, you're fined. You, you've been to the hot zone and come to Florida, thank you. Here's a little extra money for your troubles. I just kept thinking about watching the game get suspended and watching Messi get the explanation. He's the captain. Why wouldn't he? And then reading the quotes from the Brazilian health authorities as though the Argentinians had done something akin to murder by saying they had not been in a country when they had been in a country, but now they've got to go back to their country because they have to go back to play for the teams they play for in the EPL, as an example. And what are they going to do? Quarantine there and miss more matches? They weren't even supposed to leave to miss this to play in the qualifying match. So Coca came up before the show because he's laboring on Labor Day. He came up with the perfect solution. He thinks that the players are going to get back to London in a circuitous route that may stop through Croatia. He's going to do it like David Strathern in the movie Sneakers, trying to make sure that the call to the maybe NSA doesn't get found. Their location doesn't get found. They can't get traced. So he sends the call off all these satellites around the world. Hang up. Hang up, Robert Redford. Hang up. If you haven't seen Sneakers, you should go see it. Bonus review. Just see it. But what did it sound like? 
But what did it sound like? You'll get to that point in the movie and you'll be like, oh, my God. And there's a River Phoenix sighting in that movie as well. Sidney Poitier, Dan Aykroyd, Mary McDonald. In any case, Coca is going to have his players from his EPL team. And is it Tottenham? Coca on this random Labor Day? Is that your team? I think it may be. So these players, he's going to fly them through six different countries, and then everyone will forget that they were in Brazil. I was thinking one of the ways Brazil, if they were doing this for the competitive reason, wouldn't that be something? Because obviously football is so competitive overseas, down, under, in South America, that the Brazilian police and the health authorities say we have the best, we know how to beat Argentina, even though I think they're the top two seeds in the qualifying in their bracket, but whatever the case may be, maybe they just say to the players, we're not going to suspend the match. You can continue to play, but you may not touch the ball. And if someone comes within six feet of you, you have to retreat from your position. That's what the rule should be. We're going to make you do social distancing on the pitch. Your coach is going to pull you from the team. You'll have to go back to the locker room and we're going to win the game. These weren't exactly schleppers. Two of the guys were starters. Now, Messi's pissed. I would be so furious if I were the president of a team and I had players lie. I never cared really. When I was working in Montreal, we had players passing over the border. We had an employee who got caught trying to move drugs. And I don't mean the Tyler Skaggs type drugs. I'm talking like the, the schedule 69 drugs that you just take to eat hostess cupcakes. I never watched the players fill out their customs forms. When you play for the Expos or go play in Montreal, every time the Expos come home off the road, every time a road team goes to Montreal, or Toronto for that matter, you have to fill out these customs forms. So we would hand out the customs forms and we'd hand out pens and the players would have to do it. Messi was so angry about the lies that were told and the way that the discipline got handed out. He said, they could have sent us away when we arrived three days ago. Why would you wait? Why are they waiting for the match to start? It's a disgrace. This place is a circus. That's Messi responding to Brazil, trying to take charge of their COVID situation. And you may ask yourself, am I in this wonderful place? And you find yourself in the middle of Brazil on the pitch, and here come the popo, the police are coming. My kids used to say popo. They couldn't say police. I guess L's can be hard when you're first learning to speak English. Don't worry, folks, this isn't going to happen in the U.S. No chance toilet pants, no matter what happens, even if MLB gets test results that there's eight players who test positive in the fourth inning, they pull the eight players, and you've got enough players left, you play your bench. The show must go on. They're not going to the TV broadcaster and stopping the game. It doesn't matter what state. It could be in New York, it could be in the bluest of the blues or the reddest of the reds. It's NGTH. I don't think you're going to see it again in football either in the qualifying matches because now if you're the president of another team and you saw what happened in Brazil, you are going to be just a little tiny bit more careful when your players fill out their COVID travel forms, you're going to do a little digging on your own to make sure no one's saying any mistruths. You're going to do a little extra because this is a bad, bad look. I have a small feeling here, Coca, that there's going to be some bad looks at the 2022 World Cup. 
Yeah, wait to see. You know what a bad look is when you get in trouble for treating your employees badly. We've talked a little bit about some of the food in the minor leagues, not good enough, the living situation. Story came out recently about the Cubs and how their minor leaguers live on couches and floors and five to an apartment with one bathroom because they're not paid enough. There was an article about the Marlins. They got called out for having uh, subpar accommodations. And I told you on nothing personal that Jed Hoyer, I hope he feels better, president of baseball operations for the Cubs tested positive for COVID, as did their manager. It's not going to impact October. I can promise you that on the, on the uh, north side. If you're a president of baseball operations, you know very well about the accommodations. You're the president of the team. You know about the accommodations. I've said it before. I'm not saying it again. Stop releasing these stories like they're big gotcha stories and making president of baseball operations give you ridiculous quotes like, hey, thanks for making us aware. We're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. It's such a crock of crap that it just makes me smile. There is a long history of not treating workers correctly. That's really how unions were formed to protect the migrant workers working in the fields, making sure they got a wage, make sure they were treated right, benefits, vacations, et cetera. <laughs> I was never in favor of having unions in our ballpark. And I want to explain that to you because I bet there are people listening to this who are part of a union. And I want to explain what happened when building Marlins Park and why what's going on in San Francisco is exactly what I wanted to avoid. I was trying to get nine votes to get Marlins Park passed and to get nine votes in the county commission, you have to go meet with each commissioner and each commissioner tells you what he or she wants. You decide whether you can give what he or she wants. And I don't mean money into their pocket. I mean something re regarding community benefits. One of the commissioners had a relationship with the unions in town and by relationship, I mean the unions gave her money so she could keep winning and running for re-election. Lest you think that unions don't do that, because they do. And the reason that there is strong union presence when it comes to political contributions is so when the government is doing a project, a building project of any kind, they get to say to the private developer, we will give you the following 10 tax breaks, we'll give you some public money, but... You got to have union workers. Why don't we want union workers? Two reasons. One, they're more expensive. Two, they can get together and strike because they don't like the working conditions. They're, un they're not pleased with the bennies, with the benefits. But you know that of all the people who work on building a ballpark, the total number of laborers who are in a union, let's say Unite Here is a union. It's a pretty famous one. It's about 30% is my recollection. The majority of workers don't want to be in a union. They don't want to pay union dues. They don't believe the protection they're getting is worth it. And they know that they can get more work if they're not part of a union because developers want to, and I just put my hand on my chest like I'm a developer, not a developer. I just built one stadium. They want to control their costs. And it's not as though the union laborers are getting different training or they're better at rebar or drywall or anything like that. 
they're more expensive. However, to get our deal done, we had to give the right for our concession workers to unionize. We had to give the right for other such workers to unionize. And we had to have a certain percentage of union workers working on the ballpark. And we were able to comply with our agreement and keep it on time and under budget. Maybe the only ballpark that's built on time and under budget Marlins Park was. You can build any ballpark on time. You just have to do three eight-hour shifts and pay extra in experience fees. But we didn't do that. And part of that is we knew what our costs were going in and we were organized, et cetera. Once the ballpark opened, there was some question about having our concession workers unionize. Because as I've told you, concession workers at your favorite ballpark do not work for your favorite team. They work for the concession company who goes out and finds day laborers who are willing to work one, two, three, four days a week, maybe six days in a row, and then not work for two weeks. Because that's what a homestand would be. Workers who are willing to come flip hot dogs and be security when you're going to have 25,000 versus 15,000. You submit to your concessionaire what your game plan is every day. Here's the number of tickets bought. Here's the number of walk-ups we can expect. Here's the number of, sh of fans who are going to actually come through the turnstile. And then they are responsible to decide which popcorn stands, beer stands, pizza stands, concession stands are open. So that dance goes on every game where concessionaires won't try to save money by having as few laborers as possible because they don't give one flying rat's ass about concession lines. They'd rather have you wait on line for two innings because they know you're going to do it because you want a beer. You're not going to give up. We don't want you to wait in line two innings because you're having a bad experience. We want the concessionaire to provide more workers. The concessionaire says, you get more fans, we'll get you more workers. That's sort of the push and pull that goes on. San Francisco has apparently the Giants. They have a concession company called Bon Appetit. That means have a good meal. They're contracted by the Giants to do concessions. Well, guess what happened? All those workers who are unionized got together and said, we're going to strike. We are not going to flip burgers, take tickets, or pour beer unless you negotiate better safety for us. And I don't mean like a harness. The concern is in San Francisco that all these concession workers are getting COVID. They believe that the Giants and the concession company, the management, Bon Appetit, did not do anything to provide a safe workplace. You needed effective safety measures, they said. They voted to strike with 96% of the ballpark food service workers voting that we are not going to come to work until you make our work environment better. And do you know what they did after that? I'll give you one quick guess. They went to work. And you know what they did the next day against the Giants? When the Giants were playing the Dodgers, they went to work. So then they said, the Giants are going on the road. We're going to have very productive negotiated meetings between the Giants, Bon Appetit Management, and our workers, and the representative of our workers, which are union people. 
And if we do not see change this week, like after Labor Day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then we're going to strike on Saturday. Do you know what the owner of the Giants is doing right now? I don't know if you're aware of this. He's shaking in his boots. He's freaking out. Oh, my God. What if the concession workers don't come? This is major. Not. <laughs> Do you know how quickly that they will get volunteers to work in the concession areas to make sure that it gets done, to make sure the food is cooked and served? Do you know how many ballparks use non-unionized concession workers, including organizations who are actually fans, they're charitable organizations who come and work concession stands in various ballparks. I know what happens at uh, where the Brewers play. And I said where the Brewers play because I know they changed their name. Um, they're not Miller Park. It could be American Life Field, but I could be wrong about that. Man, I'm so removed. I used to know the name of every ballpark. They just change. I don't, I don't know where the A's play and I don't know where the American Family Field. Thank you, Coca. What's the name of the place where the A's play? Is that Oracle? That's where the Giants play. Is that that uh, that weird? Uh, it's not Oakland Alameda Coliseum. They have a sponsor, and I don't know that I've heard of the company, but it was a very, very awkward name. And that naming rights may have been done recently because they keep changing their name. Anyway, I digress. So the Giants had what for me, Ring Central. That's a good one. Welcome to the ring. So the Giants had this big series against the Dodgers. They win two out of three games. They're one game up in the NL West. We are now basically, holy cow, we're almost 20% done with September already. And the Giants and Dodgers are fighting it out. I really am sad about the wild card this year, only because how great would it be if the loser of the Giants-Dodgers back and forth doesn't even make the playoffs? The loser of the Giants-Dodgers division race it's supposed to be enough incentive to want to win your division. I think it is. The players think it is. Management thinks it is. I never thought it was. I love the wild card. I love the single elimination wild card. I was a vote for one wild card only. Let's give the broadcast partners a winner go home game, at least one. Let's expand the wild card and do more winning go home games because companies pay for that content. But wouldn't it be amazing if like 50 years ago, 40, it's got to be under, it's got to be more than 40, 40 years ago, for Christ's sake, is 1981. So it's got to be before that, where you either won your division or you didn't. <clears throat> and if you don't win your division, you go home. So the Giants are all excited. They're a game up. And do you know how distracted the owner is and the players are with this concession strike? Zero. Not doesn't even hit their radar. Just thought you should know that. So there's a lot of things that can happen when you go overseas. You can get stopped by customs entering the country. You can get detained midnight express style if you do some of that, some of them drugs and get caught. There's certain places that you should know where you can do drugs and where you can, where you can walk around smoking a joint and where you can't or vaping. But when your family goes abroad or when you're, you go abroad, your friends go abroad, you go abroad, there's certain things you have to be careful of. There's certain things you can control. And then there's other things that are beyond your control. And therein lies a movie that I watched 
that I want to review. When we come back, we're going to review Stillwater. And I don't mean the band from Almost Famous. Will you come back? Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Thank you for rating, reviewing, following, telling your friends, doing all the different things that you do. I appreciate that. <clears throat> I got to tell you this story. So, you know, I watch a movie. You give me movies to watch. We're, we're approaching Oscar time. I wouldn't say that we're there. <clears throat> but when it hits an ER, that's when I start getting excited. NER as in September, October, November, December. Those are the ER months. ER months is when you have to start paying attention to the good movies that are being released. I told you to watch a net on Amazon last week. I'm going to review Vacation Friends this week if you want to watch that. That's not going to be an Oscar contender, I don't think. But Stillwater has a lot of Oscar buzz. Matt Damon plays a father who is trying to save his daughter. His daughter is in prison in a foreign land for having committed a crime. It's a very familiar story. Do you guys know who Amanda Knox is? Guys and gals and those who are neither. Amanda Knox is someone who went overseas to study abroad and all of a sudden got arrested because her roommate ended up dead. And the thought was, Amanda did it. It was written about extensively. And she was in a foreign prison. There is no worse nightmare for a parent to have to figure out what to do. The State Department doesn't help. I can't imagine what I would do other than get on a plane and get over there and do whatever I had to do to get my child free and to prove her innocence. Assuming, of course, she was innocent. Stillwater follows basically the Amanda Knox story. And Amanda Knox doesn't want to hear about it. She's pissed. Matt Damon is trying to get an Oscar for this. Except 
they're not distancing themselves enough from the Amanda Knox story. It's too similar. The father goes over. The father works to get her free. She eventually comes home. Well, in the middle of all that, there was evidence that it wasn't Amanda, that it was actually her roommate. Boyfriend, her roommate's boyfriend, who is now in prison for that murder, actually. But Amanda was sullied. And Amanda's upset about Stillwater because she said, why are you making another movie that does something from my dad's perspective, but it's still the same narrative. The narrative is that I was involved in some way and that's never been proven. Why can't someone make a movie saying that I had nothing to do with it? And frankly, why is anyone making a movie and not paying me? You're taking my story and not paying me. You're putting me through heartache and not paying me. So I felt slightly guilty watching Stillwater. And I'm wondering whether that fact crept into my head. I'm wondering whether I didn't like Stillwater as much as I thought I would because A, I built it up and B, I read what Amanda had said and how disappointed she was. As a movie, Stillwater is a good movie. It is a compelling story. If you don't know what happened with Amanda Knox, you'll watch the movie through virgin eyes and you'll say, wow, that scares the crap out of me. If you do know it, you may actually, you know, I I'm going to stop. Let's rewind, Coca. You're right. So um, ready? Just wipe it. Do a wipe. I'll count to sin. 14. 3869. So I get to watch a movie every day and I watch Stillwater. And Coca wanted me to make sure that you're aware that it's the worst movie he's ever seen. The worst second half of a movie. He thought it sucked. I'm sorry, Coca, that you felt that way. And I'm not going to change my review just because you feel that way. So wipe that clean, too. You better wipe that clean. Do some laboring on Labor Day, Coco, would you please? Stillwater's a movie you should see. Read about the story. Understand why Amanda's upset. And then think to yourself about your kids, your family, yourself when you're overseas, if you ever go overseas. Like you, Coca, you may think Stillwater sucks, but you're going to Europe. You better pay attention. By the way, there's been some thing that needs to be clarified as part of this Europe trip. If you're listening to the show for the first time, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you're listening for the third time, I know you do. Coca's bonus for putting up with me every day, including working on Labor Day, where for some reason people think on Labor Day you're not supposed to work, but we work. His bonus this year, not from CBS because NGTH, is that I'm sending him to Europe. He's never been to Europe. He's going to London and Paris. It's him and a guest, two people. We've got plane tickets, we've got hotels, we've got channel tickets to get from London to Paris. Maybe the war rooms will be a museum, go to Buckingham Palace, go see the Eiffel Tower, maybe the Rodin Museum. Of course, the Louvre to check out the Mona Lisa. He has a full schedule, but he needs a date. I just wanna put out there that I have no problem with anyone who wants to do anything with anybody. And I don't say that because I don't want to get canceled. I say because I truly don't give a tinker's damn. If you're a man and you like men, if you're a woman and you like women, if you're a man and you like both, if you don't know what you are, but you think you're both and you like one or like the other or choose to like both, or maybe you're a throttle. 
I'm all in. Have fun. Have at it. Don't be offended by what I'm about to say. Coco is going to Europe with a woman. So if you have sisters, friends, people you know who are looking for a trip to Europe with the great, generous art of conversationalist Matthew Coca, he of no opinions, but one hell of a producer. Make sure you get into his DMs or my DMs, David P. Sampson or Matthew Coca CBS on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, you can hit me up and slide into the Instagram DMs right next to the bots with no followers, no posts, with phenomenal pictures, might I add. Slide right on in there and you'll get yourself a free trip to Europe. I have another correction. We do corrections on the show. Do you know why we do corrections? Corrections are done because the way we do the show, one thing that Coca said clearly when he became the producer of Nothing Personal, I'm not going to edit your crap. I'm not going to make it make you look better, sound better, taste better, feel better, touch better. We're going to give him 45 minutes. We're going to prepare you. We're going to work each night, each morning for your 45 minutes. And then we're going to have a show. And if you make mistakes, you make mistakes, but your listeners will tell you. Happy Labor Day, Mr. Sampson. Thank you. Love the show. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Quick question. So far, it's not that quick. In your show of September 3rd, you said there's a one in 30 chance that a team makes the World Series. So therefore, a team should make the World Series every 30 years. But since one team makes it from each league, wouldn't the odds be every 15 years? Thanks again for all the info and entertainment. I meant to say the Brewers hadn't won the World Series in 30, hadn't been to the World Series in 39 years. And I said that the odds are you go to the World Series once every 30 years. I'm wrong. I said it wrong. I knew it not to be the case. The odds are to win a World Series once every 30 years. You're supposed to be in the World Series once every 15 years. So the Marlins have been around from 93 to 21. 03, 13, 23. So let's say this is their 29th season. They should have won a World Series by now. Uh-oh, they've won two. That means that in theory, they could be around for 60 years with two World Series and they're doing it correctly according to what the odds are. They've made the World Series twice in 30 years. That's exactly what it should be. They've won it twice too, but you got to make it twice, once every 15 years. The Brewers are way behind. Thank you for your correction. The Brewers are on their way. I don't know if you watched the Brewers-Cardinals game last night. That was the Sunday pick of the day for nothing personal pick of the day. The Brewers beat the Cardinals. It was Burns and Lester pitching. The Brewers are good. The Brewers were my second half pick to make the World Series when I amended it because I had the Braves and Yankees in the World Series before the season started. And I told you that the Brewers are a complete team. I said to you, you better watch out because their pitching staff is deep. Their bullpen starting pitching is exceptional. And in the playoffs, two of your starters move into the bullpen to fortify it even more. Their offense, while Yelich is not the slugging machine he has been, I'd rather have him at bat with the need for a hit than any other player in baseball. The Brewers hit a walk-off grand slam, but that still counts. We won the pick of the day. Saturday, we won also. Did you watch the Alabama-Miami game? I know Coca did because Coca produces something called the Cover 3 Podcast. If you're not listening to it, you should be. 
And it's good because of how Coke produces it. The hosts aren't bad, but it's really Coke's show. Spreading himself too thin because CBS is making him. Alabama was favored by 19 and a half over the Hurricanes and everyone in Miami was betting Miami because you bet with your heart, not with your head. It wasn't even going to be close. The final score was 120 to seven. Alabama won. I think they won by 113 points, which easily covered the 19 and a half point spread. That was a win. I'm watching Alabama play Miami and it's the equivalent of watching a major league team play a minor league team. Once in a while, the minor league team may have a chance to win, although I think Miami could play Alabama 100 times and not win once with the current makeup of the two rosters. But the quote of the day from the Miami-Alabama game came when a production assistant or an intern or somebody came up with the following stat. There are six quarterbacks in the National Football League who will start game one this weekend week one, game one, who are younger than King, who is the quarterback for the Hurricanes. Think about that. That's not good. Friday, we lost Rich Hill. He's the Mets pitcher who got traded to the Mets by the Tampa Bay Rays. And I said, don't ever trade for a guy from the Tampa Bay Rays because you're going to lose. And all of a sudden, the Mets are winning and they won the game. Rich Hill had a good game. I admit it. I had that game wrong. The Mets beat the Nationals. The Mets were favored, of course. They beat the Nationals. We ended up going one at two and one for the weekend. So our record is now 112 and 94. There's a couple of very, very interesting storylines that are going on right now in baseball that you have to watch. Obviously, the NL West, you're watching with the Giants and the Dodgers. But again, you don't have that sense of urgency because either you get to play a wild card game or you win the division. As a team president, I got to win the damn division. I don't want to be subject to Ferris Bueller having a bad game the way he did yesterday against the Giants, and then you're out of the playoffs. I don't want to waste a season of being in first place for so long if I'm the San Francisco Giants, and for whatever reason, we just don't hit home runs that game. We don't win that particular game. So I'm watching that. I'm watching very carefully what happens in the NL East because the Mets are really still trying to win that division, but it's the Braves' division to lose, which is amazing given who's not playing for the Braves right now. Three of their top guys don't play, and they still are winning enough games because the NL East is so bad. The Mets had a win, and uh, it excited me, actually, (laughs) what the Mets did. Well, let me just give you my pick before I tell you why the Mets made me laugh again. God, I love you, Steve. I really do. Uh, Today, we have an interesting series, and that's another thing I'm watching in baseball. I'm watching the AL wild card. The Yankees are not a slam dunk. They lost two of three to the Orioles this weekend, which is inexcusable. The Orioles, their record right now is 10 and 130. They're about 120 games under 500, and they just beat the Yankees two out of three games. You just can't do that. The Yankees, I think, are only a half game up on the Red Sox to host the wild card game, but you've got the Mariners who are Click, 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 right in their heels. The Mariners, who basically gave DePoto and Service an extension, traded away someone at the deadline, and somehow are still in the race. Well, the Mariners are playing the Astros, but I'm taking McCullers. The Astros are good. Astros over Mariners is the pick for Monday, September 6th, for baseball players who are laboring on Labor Day. What I love about the Mets as content machines, in my mind, is no matter what happens, we get to see into the psyche of a owner in baseball. 
And if you don't believe me about the way owners are, what they do, you know, this is episode 438. Just listen to some back episodes because I was president of a team for so long. I can tell you what owners think. I've met them all, spent time with them all. Years, 18 years. Owners have this thing. And I told you I had it too in the beginning. When you win a game, you feel like you're never going to lose. When you lose a game, you feel like you're never going to win. It is the most bizarre mental state you could ever have. Well, the Mets had lost a bunch of games. Steve Cohn has been vociferous in his disapproval of his offense. He sent that great tweet about we can't slug. We can't. We have no OPS. We're not on base. You stink. I stink. We all stink for you stink. Well, the Mets won yesterday, 13 to six. They won by a touchdown. And Steve Cohn tweeted again, where are the Twitter experts complaining about Baez now? They must be away for the weekend. Are you kidding me? Javier Baez, who has been exactly what he was with the Cubs this year, exactly what he's been for a bit. He's got flashes of brilliance, but general malaise and poor play. He went three for three yesterday. And Steve Cohn wants to know where the Twitter experts complaining about Baez now. They must be away for the weekend. Steve, does that mean you? Are you the Twitter expert? Because you're an owner tweeting about things that it continues to hurt your team. You suffer from such recency bias that it makes me smile because it rings so familiar. It's exactly what fans do. And you are the owner, not the fan. Are you trying to motivate your players? Are you trying to have their back now by wondering where the haters are of bias? Or are you doing it in the name of camaraderie? I am one of you. Owners are not fans. Fans don't look at you as though you're one of them. You can act like you're a fan all you want and fans don't look at you. Hey, he's one of us. I can relate to that $14 billion guy. Really? There's no relating. There's no winning if you are an owner. Now, you're going to tell me there's popular owners. People love Mickey Harrison or people love Jerry Jones in Texas. It doesn't mean they relate to him. It means they respect them and love them if they do for the way they run their team or for the winning they do, the championships they bring. Steve Cohen hasn't won a championship in Flushing for the Mets. He hasn't made the playoffs. It's his first year. You've got to forgive him for being a fan, but I want him to pay attention to nothing personal because I'm talking about something that the fans aren't talking to you about. I'm talking about your players. And I had to learn the hard way because I made plenty of mistakes when I started to. So I'm merely trying to have you profit from my example, from the path that I have foraged. You have very little chance of having your players respect you, like you, understand you, or play hard for you. The latter one being non-existent in baseball, by the way. No players play for their owner. Nobody plays because they want their owner to win. They thank their owner when they get paid contracts. They go to events that the owner does, or they say hello to the owner's family because they feel like they have to because they're employed and paid. Even then, some players don't do it. But if you are an owner who is so desperate for your players' love, 
it's not going to happen. And if you're an owner, if you are an owner who thinks that the best way into your fans' pockets, the best way to build a relationship between your fans and you and your fans and your team is to look like them, dress like them, sound like them, act like them. That's the same as parents in my mind who want to be best friends with their kids. Kids have best friends. They can find best friends. Parents aren't best friends. Parents have to be parents. Parents have a role to play when they're parenting. And that role is to put their child in the best position possible to succeed, whatever it is that child's definition of success is. Whether that's money related, whether that is art related, whatever the case is, you want to put your child in the best position. An owner's job is to put his players in the best position, put his fans in the best position to get out of the relationship what they want. Fans want the emotionality that comes with sports. That's why there's booing. Fans want to boo so they can feel good when they cheer. Players want to get paid. There's no Kevin Costner for the love of the game. It's not players who are there because all they want to do is play baseball. They are there. And this is not me being cynical in any way. They're there because that's what they're good at. And they realize that what they're good at can make them money. Even if it's for one year, two years, three years, 10 years, whatever your career is, you are making more money than you would in another situation. So as an owner, you've got to recognize that. And when you encounter a tweet like what Steve Cohn gave, I know exactly what the players were doing. They were rolling their eyes to the extent they even saw it. And some of the players did, some of the players didn't, but word spreads around a clubhouse like wildfire. And they say to themselves, this guy has no credibility. Now that I went three for three, he loves me. When I couldn't get a hit and our team was losing five in a row, he's making fun of me. That sort of lack of consistency, when you're, you're a parent, you show that to your child. When you are a owner and you show it to your players, it ends up backfiring. What people want out of you as an owner is leadership. They want calmness. They want action. They don't want your tweets that signify nothing that won't help your team win. The Mets have won a few more games of late. They are trying to win a division. Will they? No. Will Steve Cohen stop tweeting? No. It's not even a wait to see. What, what happened to the wait to see? Uh, I totally missed it, Coca. Before the show ends, I got to get it on record. I don't know how I missed it. Remember, we talked about the Giants back early in the show. Rewind it. But you listen to those show. You always do. The Giants concession workers are not going to strike. They're threatening to strike by Saturday. I promise you. Wait to see. There will be no strike by the concession workers for the San Francisco Giants. Okay? We're on record. That's the show. Enjoy your Labor Day. Be smart. Be safe. Be thankful. Remember, it's just business. This is nothing personal.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 